What is a 1031 exchange anyway? Well, a 1031 exchange is a widely utilized tax strategy by real estate investors, corporations, and other entities seeking to defer capital gains taxes when exchanging like-kind properties. 1031 exchanges have grown over the years due to significant tax advantages they offer to investors involved in real estate transactions. Okay, you may be thinking, hmm, I don't understand and why do I need to learn about it? Well, today, Dave is going to share about this government tax rule that can be a huge benefit to you as you grow your wealth. Good day and welcome to the Save Like Dave podcast, where we are on a mission to help you save and win with your money on almost any income level. Dave retired at 55, traveled the world, and lived abundantly, all while making well under $50,000 a year his entire career. Now it's your turn. Let's take your financial dreams to the next level. On today's episode, you're going to learn all about 1031 exchanges. If you don't know what they are, well, Dave's going to explain it into detail and how they could be a benefit to you. So Dave, go ahead and take it away. All right. Thanks, Nate. And thanks, everybody, for joining me on this podcast. For some of you, you're going to say, nah, this one's not for me. I have no idea what Dave is talking about. But I will just say, hang in there just for a minute. It's not a big, long podcast. And uh, you might just learn something. And depending on where you are in your financial journey, this might be just what you're interested in, just what you need to hear today. And I have used a 1031 exchange personally. And it is an incredible savings to your wealth because it defers taxes. And I'll share a little bit of that as I go forward. I just want to start by saying that today I'm going to share what I consider the second best gift the U.S. government has given to us in terms of winning with money. Yeah, and we know that, uh, as we mentioned on the podcast, the Roth IRA is the best gift that the U.S. government gives. Yep, that's right, Nate. So we have talked with that a couple times now. We've had two podcasts regarding the Roth IRA. That is the best gift that the government has given to us from a financial perspective. Now, that's my opinion, but it's also the opinion of many, many other people that are in the financial sector. So if you want to know more about the Roth IRA, um, we are up to about almost 70 podcasts now. Just circle back and take a look at our podcasts and, and pull the ones up that in the heading. It'll talk about the Roth IRA. But again, I'm going to talk about the 1031 exchange today. It's a little bit different, a little bit more complicated, but there's, again, a huge advantage to doing that. I've got to tell you, though, this particular product will save you actually way more money than even potentially way more money than the Roth IRA. And it's because you're dealing with property, usually. Property can grow tremendously large over the period of your lifetime. I just have single-family homes, um, but I did have a threeplex at one time, meaning I had a building that had three separate income-producing units, like an apartment. If you had an apartment and it was an apartment complex, some parts of the country, they call it a tenplex. And so that means they have 10 apartments or 10 units in there. Some have, you know, 40plex, whatever it is. The point is, with a 1031 exchange... When you have big properties like that, you can defer taxes for the rest of your life if you want to, and I'll get into that in just a minute. So it's a huge, huge advantage. So does this sound like it might be worth listening to today for you? I hope it is, because it is a really good product. Okay, 
Here are the 10 advantages of a 1031 exchange. And first, I'll just say a 1031, all it means is that number is pulled out of a code in the government tax panels. And uh, it's just uh, the name they use where it is particularly, I guess, in the, uh, in the books, so to speak. So it doesn't mean anything in particular other than it's a way to remember this particular tax product. So here's 10 advantages. The first one is tax deferral. And that is, for me, the biggest one. You'll see others, but the tax deferral is one of the primary benefits. And it's the ability to defer capital gains taxes on the sale of the investment property. This one, in my opinion, is the primary benefit, and it's huge. Yeah, so essentially tax deferral is you don't have to pay taxes now, you pay them later. Is that right? Right. You're you're deferring taxes. And I'll go into this little bit into the weeds on this in a few minutes, but um, you can actually do that indefinitely. And then when you, if you leave it to your heirs or whoever you're going to leave it to, a charity, they get a stepped up basis and they don't pay taxes on it either. You get your cake and eat it too, so to speak. So tax deferral, just remember that. The next one, uh, the next of the 10 is what they say is wealth accumulation. And that is that investors can reinvest the entire proceeds from the sale into a like-kind property, allowing for the continued growth of their investment portfolio. So what does like-kind property mean? Well, one example is that you cannot exchange with a property outside of the USA. Okay, so that's one thing you can't do with a like-kind property. Also, as another example, if you make a like-kind exchange, you do not have to recognize a gain or a loss under the IRS rule. So that's a big deal. Now, however, if as part of the exchange, you also receive other non-like-kind property or money, you must recognize a gain to the extent of the other property and the money you receive. So basically what it says, you can't recognize a loss. So a simple way to say it, and this is what I did, we sold a property in Oregon and we bought a new property using this 1031 exchange in Tennessee where we live now. And there's a few caveats and the simple ones, I'll share it again also, but You have to choose the new property you're going to buy within 45 days. You have to close on that within 180 days. And the purchase price of the new property has to be at least a dollar more than the house or property that you're selling. So that's like the big picture, right? There may be some little details that I'm missing, but that's the big picture. And it's pretty straightforward. It's a little complicated, but let me just try to make it simple. Buy it for a little bit more, a dollar more than the property that you sold the first one for and keep it within those rules of 45 days and 180 days and you'll be good. I did that again uh, just three years ago now. I used a separate attorney to do the paperwork through when I did sell and buy and it was $1,000 that that attorney got for that work. And I was glad to pay that because if I had sold that original property flat out and, and put the money in the bank, approximately one third of it would have went to the tax man the next year when I filed my taxes. So by doing it this way, I didn't pay a nickel in taxes for that sale. Okay. Another advantage of doing a 1031 exchange is you are diversifying your portfolio. 
1031 exchanges provide an opportunity to diversify real estate holdings without incurring immediate tax consequences. So I'll give you a little example. Say if you owned uh, a duplex, you had two properties and they were worth, I don't know, $500,000 and you've paid them off completely. So you've got $500,000. It's basically your money. It's in equity, but it's, it's a lot of money. And so you say, okay, I'm going to buy this 10plex for $2 million. Well, you take that $500,000 down and you apply it as basically the down payment plus you know a little more towards your new mortgage. You take a mortgage for $1.5 million and you don't pay any taxes to the government. That is a tax deferral. And what I mean by diversification you know, if, if you had, you know, one, two, three, ten single family homes, they can be a little bit more messy. They take a little more work to take care of because they're each individual properties and different pieces of land throughout the town or community. And if you bought a 20 plex, it's physically all in one lot and you can have a property manager take care of it or whatever. But the point is you're diversifying your portfolio. You're not having everything as single family homes. Now you have all your properties under one roof, so to speak. All right. Another advantage is it gives you increased buying power. Reinvesting without tax implications means more capital is available for acquiring a higher value replacement property. And the one example I just gave you is a perfect example. Another advantage is estate planning. And this is the reason why I did it. uh, One of the reasons. And that is that when you do a 1031 exchange, The investor can use the 1031 exchange as part of their estate planning strategy to pass on properties to their heirs with a stepped-up tax basis. This one is huge. And I did mention this just a minute ago, but if you can see what I'm saying. So let's just say I bought a property for $500,000. I bought the next property for $600,000. No tax was involved. And now 20 years go by, I pass away, and that property is worth a million dollars. Okay, with the stepped up basis when I pass away, and, and it would have to be because I'm married, it have to be when my wife and I both pass, there's no tax at all to the heirs. And so they would get that full million dollar property, and I have two children, so they would split that. And they don't pay any taxes to the government. I mean, you think about that. It's unbelievable what, what that is. You know, I started with a, a $500,000 property, and maybe I bought it for $200,000. It went up $300,000. I bought another property. And over time, I paid it off. So it's absolutely an incredible tax advantage. Yeah. So really, honestly, you could just in your lifetime increase, you know, your holdings without paying any taxes and then passing it on to the next generation without them paying taxes as well. Yep, that's right. There are some caveats. There is a max. It's around $12 million that the federal government, they keep their hands off of it up to that amount. Now, if you had $50 million, or 100 million or whatever that number is, some big amount, the government does start to dig in a little bit and take some of that transfer of wealth in the form of taxes. And I will tell you though, I've read enough to know that some of the really big players, and you can think of the names out there, they even have special trusts and special ways to defer those big taxes too. And like Elon Musk, he had paid the largest tax bill ever recently. However, he was also able to, like, it was several billion dollars that he, he sold of uh, Tesla stock, and he had to pay, like, I think it was like a, well, I don't remember, it was, it was really, really high amount. But 
he gave like a billion dollars to charity and that significantly reduced the amount that he had to pay in tax. And he did a good thing. You know, he helped others in a way that he wanted to help others uh, as a charitable donation. But for most of us, we're not even going to be anywhere near that 12 million, at least the people I'm talking to today, right? Okay, so estate planning is fantastic. It's a really, really good way to pass on assets to your heirs. It's relatively simple, to be honest with you. All right, the next one is flexibility. The flexibility to exchange from one type of property to another, for example, one example would be from a residential rental to a commercial rental. It enhances strategic investment. And just like I was saying about, you know, being a little bit flexible with your properties, if you put some in residential and some in commercial, you're now expanding your risk a little bit to more than one particular asset. And uh, that's a good thing. I have a family member that has done a lot in the commercial real estate. They buy strip malls uh, with industrial properties on there and they love it. They've done many 1031 exchanges. I, I spoke with him about a year ago when we were visiting them. And, uh, you know, their portfolio is way bigger than mine. And they still don't pay taxes on it. It's just, it's an awesome deal. The other thing that's good about 1031s is called geographic mobility. So what that means is investors can ro relocate their investments to areas with better growth potential without the burden of immediate tax liabilities. This is what I did, actually. That property that I sold in Oregon and bought in Tennessee, the newer one, has been an incredible help for a couple of reasons, but one of them is tax liabilities, and it's also now closer to where I live, and the property is actually a physical upgrade from the original older home I had in Oregon. So it's like a win-win-win. I moved out of a state that's a very high-tax state. Unfortunately, Oregon right now is a, a poorly run, high-tax state like California. Washington State, New York, Illinois, places like that, to Tennessee, which is very low tax rate structure. I'll give you one simple example. The property that I sold in Oregon was, let's say, X for annual tax, property taxes that I paid. It was about $4,000, if I'm correct, a year, property taxes on the home I owned in Oregon. The new home that I own in Tennessee is worth about $200,000 more. And this fall, I paid $872 in property taxes. So I have a better, newer home. And my taxes are one quarter of what I was paying in Oregon. And I get all the same amenities. I have fire department. I have the police, you know, so on and so forth. We have good schools. So, you know, from my perspective, Tennessee is run much, much better than some of these other states. And so you can take advantage of that when you do what I just said. All right. One other thing is debt restructuring. It allows for the restructuring of debt on the replacement property, offering a more favorable financing terms. Now, I don't have any debt. And so that wasn't an issue for me. And frankly, right now, that's probably not going to be the case because if you bought a property 20 years ago, 10 years ago, even five years ago, your interest rate was much better than it is now. So that advantage would not be there right now. Another one is business consolidation. For those involved in the real estate businesses, a 1031 exchange can facilitate consolidating properties for a more efficient management. And I was giving you the example of, you know, you sold a uh, single family home and you bought a 10plex. Well, now you have 10 units, but you can manage them easier than having 10 single family homes, right? 
All right, the last of the 10 that I want to talk about is just practical common sense. You have long-term savings. By continually exchanging properties, investors can potentially defer taxes until a later date, or in some cases, avoid them altogether. That is incredible. So I hope you got a little bit of a feel for why I think this is an absolutely incredibly good deal that our federal government does. And I know we all get upset and frustrated with the government from time to time. But they do these things. um, They don't do it out of the goodness of their heart, but they do it because they're giving incentive for people to take risks. It gives them incentive to grow businesses. And why they do that is if you grow properties and you buy a 10plex and a 20plex and you buy a 10-story tall building in New York City, they're going to get tax revenue from that. They're going to get taxes from all the people that work in there and so on and so forth. So there is an advantage to the government as well. But you can see from us as individuals, it's a great deal. So let me just give you an example of what I think maybe will help you realize or visualize what it would look like for you. All right, let's just say Bob and Betty sell a rental property for $500,000. This is kind of an idea of what I was talking about earlier, but they have a cost basis of $300,000. So that results in a capital gain of $200,000. All right, they bought it for three hundred, dollars and now they sell it for five hundred. dollars They have to pay taxes on that capital gain of $200,000. However, instead of paying taxes on that gain, Bob and Betty identify another property within 45 days and acquire it within 180 days. In, In other words, they close on that property within 180 days. You can't go a day over using the entire $500,000 from the sale. This way, the capital gain is deferred. And then the new property becomes the replacement property with a new adjusted cost basis. The taxes on the original gain are postponed into a future sale of that replacement property. Yeah, so really interesting. You know, everyone thinks, oh, let's get into real estate. That's going to be, you know, a great opportunity to make more money and everything. And a lot of times it is. But Dave here is showing how you buy a house for 300, sell it for 500. You don't necessarily make 200. That's right. After all the upkeep costs and, and then you have to pay taxes on it. But this right here, this 1031 exchange, just shows how you can kind of move up almost like a little stepping stone along the way as you just move through life. Bigger and bigger properties from maybe a fiveplex to a tenplex to, you know, a big commercial property. Right. And I've known uh, one or two people that have done that to various degrees. And it's just an incredible deal, I'm telling you. All right. So hopefully I've gotten you interested in this and maybe interested in real estate. You know, I'm just a regular dude, as I've told you many times. Uh, I did it, and I'm not the uh, you know smartest kid on the block. I mean, you know, I've learned, and I you know I know the basics that I need to learn to be successful in this area. But I also got help along the way. I read a lot of books. Uh, I talked to a lot of people that had done it before me, and uh, I can do it, and you can do it too. So let me leave with three points, and then I'll give you an actionable item. I don't know of anyone who wants to pay more in taxes than they have to. The 1031 exchange is an incredible way to defer your taxes, and in some cases, never pay taxes on your appreciation of the assets that you own. Second, another advantage of a 1031 exchange is to be able to exchange a property in a completely different state and the taxes of that sale are deferred. Think about going from a high tax to a lower tax state as the example I gave you from Oregon to Tennessee. Lastly, the long-term savings can be huge. 
Over the course of your lifetime, as you accumulate properties, you can upgrade them significantly and completely defer or never pay tax on them. It's unbelievable. All right, take action. Today's podcast could be titled Investing 2.0. It's a little more advanced than my other ones, but I'm hoping some of you got it and want to use this incredible wealth builder in your journey to financial independence. If that's you, make a commitment today to take action. Write out your goals and start planning on how you will achieve them. Yeah, really good stuff. And obviously, maybe this isn't applicable to everyone at the moment. If you don't have the funds to invest in real estate yet, that's fine. You know, maybe that's something you put away for a later date, invest in the stock market, or obviously put money towards your retirement, your Roth IRA first. But just an option here, this 1031 exchange is just a really great way to move up the real estate world. So that wraps up today's episode. Today, Dave talked above his pay grade, so to speak. You may be saying, it was interesting, but I'm just not there yet. I need to eat a few more vegetables before I get the steak. If that's you, I have good news. On the next podcast, Dave will give you 10 ways to save an extra $400 a month from your budget. And lastly, we want to remind you, if you like the podcast, reach out to Dave. Ask him a question. Maybe you didn't understand this 1031 exchange, or maybe you have a question on, you know, investing in your retirement. It's a free service we offer. Just reach out to Dave at savelikedave.com. All right. Thank you, Nate. The verse I'm going to leave you with today is from Proverbs chapter 22, verse 7. The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is a slave to the lender. <laughs>